and my mother had actually got hurt and so a way for us to way for me to help her get back into like the flow of things and also to like pursue what I wanted to do we we started the business together what's good you guys I am D Lake and you have just tuned in to success on demand a community where we discuss how to make your dreams profitable All right, you guys, and we are back with another podcast, and we have another special guest in our chair today. We have Candice of Kumba Creations, and she's going to tell us a little bit about why she started her business, different things that she does to keep her business alive, as well as, you know, just her background story so that we can get a little inspiration and learn why she's been around for so long. So I'd like to officially welcome Candice, and I'll just give her a few seconds here just to introduce herself, and then we'll jump right into it. Hey, I'm Candice, Kumba Creations. Um, I love fashion, been sewing for, for a very long time. Um, me and my mother, we actually have our business together. She taught me um, how to sew, everything I know. She's pretty much the backbone of our business. And yeah, I'm happy to be on tonight. Well, thank you for being here. And I'm happy that you mentioned your mom because um, I know a little bit about your background story already. But I do want to ask, um, since you said she's the backbone, how did Kumba Creations actually come about? Well, um, when I was younger, my mother, she had a sewing business called Gelame Fashions. And like her stage name, she would call herself Kumba. Um, And she would also do different like black history activities in um, our town. So, um, you know, I was always there sewing and doing different things with her. And so as I got older, um, you know, I wanted to take it to the next level, but I just wasn't really comfortable with like doing it by myself. And my mother had actually got hurt. And so a way for us to, way for me to help her get back into like the flow of things and also to like pursue what I wanted to do, we, we started the business together. Um, And we named it Kumba Creations because she used to call herself Kumba. And um, Kumba is a the seventh principle of Kwanzaa, and it means to create. And the purpose behind that is to make your homes, um, you know, where you live, your neighborhoods, uh, more beautiful than how you inherited them. So there is there's a really deep meaning behind that because you inherited, you know, Kumba Creations because it, it came from your mom, and now. You know, you're making it better than it was when you inherited it. So that's a really deep meaning behind that. Yeah. So that's really cool. And the the next question I wanted to ask you, because um, since I got to be a part of your show last year, one thing I noticed about you is that your culture and the culture that you have behind your company runs really deep. I wanted to ask you um, how you decided that that was going to be the culture of your company and how would you describe the culture of your company well um i would definitely describe the culture of um my company uh, very african-centered you know where you know you love your culture your roots your history you know everything that comes with your foundation of being african african-american jamaican you know um, people you know that of melanin they have the melanin in their skin so and you know and also is it's also and very culturally diverse like you know last year you know all types of people came out to the show you know not just black people but it's just a um the basis you know the foundation for 
the business is to celebrate your African roots and the different colors, prints, and different histories that surround it and, you know, portray it through fashion. Wow. Okay. And what, I know that your, your mom really sold the roots of this company and, and why you created it, but for you, why fashion? Well, I've always, I don't know, I've always liked to do things differently and I really like making things. So I'm just a creative person and, you know, I like to make, you know, bracelets. I like to do arts and crafts with children. So I really like making things. And so with, with fashion, um, it, it was more of a challenge for me, like to make a garment, you know, it's not easy to make a gown or even a pair of At shorts <laughs> if you want it to be like nice where somebody's going to pay right. good money for it. And you know, worth your time making it, and so it was a challenge to me. And so initially starting off, I was it was very frustrating, and I was never good in geometry. So I chose fashion, for, <laughs> right? And it's and sewing is all about geometry. So I right. chose fashion to like, um, I guess, express my creativeness because mm -hmm. it was a challenge. And you know, I love to to dress up, and I have two little girls, so I'm always like dressing them up and stuff. So I just I've always <laughs> liked it. You know, I've I'm happy you it. mentioned that. How? How often do you put them in clothes that you actually made? Well, well, one thing with children, children are very rough on clothes. So usually, like, if we're going to, like, an <laughs> event or something, mm -hmm. um, I'll make them something. Now that my daughter's older, she's about, she's nine. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I will make her more because I know she'll, like, not tear it up. Because, you know, one juice spill and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they, you know, they come home from school with the ashy knees like they've been sliding on the ground all day oh so, my gosh i usually make and them I pieces. Know she knows how to play <laughs> yes she does <laughs> i usually make them pieces um you know when we're doing different special events you know they grow so fast mm -hmm. yeah they grow out of them really fast so um yeah i started I making my understand that. i started making my daughter my my youngest daughter a dress last month and then i went to finish it this month and it was too small i was like dad Oh, cut it out. Yeah, so I had to undo all the pleats. And I was just like, I'm putting elastic in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know how to do that. And right. with you saying that it was frustrating in the beginning, how did you push through that? Because people, especially different business owners that I consult now, when it, a frustrating time comes, they're like, I'm, I'm about to quit. Like, I'm done with this. But, you know, only some people are able to push through that. How did you do that? Well, I always like to challenge myself. I think that's the athlete in me. You know, I was real when I was younger. I was real heavy in basketball and track. They actually just called me Basketball Barbie because you know I was like fashion and then like you know crossing people over. But like for me, I like to challenge myself. So I was not willing to just say, you know, I can't sew, be a seamstress, a designer. You know, I'm like mm -hmm. I have these images in my head. I know how to make these this work for me. And so it took a lot of tweaking and kind of doing my own thing as well. Mm -hmm. finding my own techniques uh, especially since I'm left-handed like things are not for left-handed people at all especially the sewing machine and there's like no left-handed sewing machine so <laughs> <laughs> so I just didn't you know it was just me just wanting to accomplish that and not just feel defeated you know with anything I do I'm like I'm not going to be defeated but you know being I mean defeat being defeated is not a bad thing it teaches you right. you know it teaches you a lesson because there's some things that I set out to do that I didn't do like making jewelry out of those little tiny beads mm -hmm. no i would <laughs> i would no i bought all that stuff and then i was like yeah no this is not for me 
I didn't even want to try to learn. I I'm like, I'm defeated. <laughs> I'll take this. <laughs> I did the same thing. I caught myself wanting, wanting to make jewelry a few years ago. And I bought all the stuff and I was just like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be doing this. And you're still sitting there in bags. Right. You know, not done. Right. So I definitely understand that. But I guess since you're passionate about fashion and making things you were able to say you know what this one's not gonna defeat me though. right right and I've always like when I was younger I would like cut up stuff and like even my friends I saw one of my friends at the Essence Festival and she's like yeah I see you on Instagram and Facebook and she's like I always remember you like cutting up your clothes and doing little stuff she's like you wouldn't do a lot but you would just <laughs> do something like to your clothes or something she's like you always had on like different stuff or whatever and I'm like yeah <laughs> I guess I did now and see Back then, you didn't even know you were building your brand. Now people know Candace makes clothes. Right. <laughs> She's been doing this for years. Yeah, for a long time. Um, but actually, like, maybe, like, five years ago is when I really started, like, doing, you know, making sure my work was quality. Because, it's you know, you can always mm -hmm. put something together. But finishing it so that it looks good on the inside as well as the outside, you know, that's, that is difficult you know you have to make sure everything lays right and you know you cannot and be perfect but you still have to you know make it quality how did changing your quality increasing your quality um change your business and the people who shopped with you well i did find that i um i boost up to a um a different age bracket especially with me like making more formal more gowns now so um mm -hmm. you know i kind of used to make streetwear and all that but um and that didn't really like require so much quality of work so with changing you know the way i sew and everything to some you know more quality i found that i've reached up to the um you know the population of people who have you know a little bit more money to spend and um you know actually look for custom pieces because wow. not everybody is that person who looks for custom pieces some people just want to go to the mall and just buy something real quick and right. so you, you know it's, <laughs> it's very and i'm like that too you know i'll buy something i'll cut it up make it something different but you know it's still easier to do that so you know the market's pretty it's pretty slim when it comes to people that want custom pieces you know you just have to find that group of people in your cd or wherever you know that following and um you know that can be difficult with such cheap things that are similar you know that mm -hmm. you can buy easier real quick so and i'm happy you said that about um you know there being a, a slim amount of people who are actually looking for custom because i was going to ask you how do you move through the industry and differentiate yourself in such a saturated industry where everyone has an Instagram boutique and everyone is trying to sell clothing? Well, I think that in order to like stand out, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm still, you know, rising, but you know, in order for you to stand out, you have to have something that is different about what you're doing. Like, even if it's, you know, even if it's similar, it's, you still have to have some type of niche that right. will make me want to buy that you know versus buying it over there and one thing i think mm -hmm. with the african fashion what gives all african fashion designers of diaspora the upper hand is because you know a lot of times you can buy a print and you might not find that print again or might not find it for a while or mm -hmm. and it doesn't always circulate at the same time so you know you can make something out of that print that somebody else that's totally different than what someone else made you know what I mean? Wow. By just cutting it differently and laying it differently, it can look like a total different piece of garment 
you know, and so I think that what gives me and other fashion designers that deal with African prints, you know, which helps us to stand out. Wow, and that's a good view on it because I didn't think about that. Right. <laughs> I did not think about that at all, but I always do see um, different different pieces made out of the same pattern, but I never really see them all at the same time. Right, It's like if right. I look at a bunch of different um, <laughs> African um, style designers' clothing, I never look at all their pages and see the same print on everybody. It's right. like I may see this here, and then a few months later, I may see that there. Right, so. and you may, and you don't remember because it's so different. Like, you just don't even remember if you did or not. And so, because, like, a lot of people ask me what my fashion show, like, why, you know, you make this, why are you, you know, showcasing with other designers that make, they're in the same industry. Because, you know, I'm like, well, nobody's going to make it like me, so... <laughs> I'm pretty confident of that because <laughs> I don't even like go on like Instagram and Facebook. I don't even look for, I don't look for inspiration in other people's designs. You know, I draw wow. or I just, you know, sit here and listen to music and just make stuff. So that way I know, you know, I feel like, it, and I just don't like to do that. I mean, I'll look at stuff, of course, but I won't look to like, oh, I can make that or let me make that like that. You know, I just, so, so I can have my own know twist to it i guess if that makes and sense it does and when you create things because I, I know i know for a fact that you're confident <laughs> especially in the things that you make and just in life but when you make things how often do you go and ask someone you know how do you like this or try to get someone's opinion on something that you create before you actually put it out there well actually i'm just starting to do that because i'm like okay so i'm a designer but i'm not like a stylist and i'm not my own customer so i do need other people's opinions you know before i guess i was more like you know i don't want somebody to say they don't like it that should hurt my feelings so i guess i just didn't ask i'm like i'm just mm -hmm. just not gonna ask but like recently I've, um, I hired a stylist and he's, you know, he's young and he's, you know, really you know, into fashion for him to help me with my collection to give me some different pointers on some different angles, maybe how I can um, make something, you know, style it differently with different pieces of jewelry and stuff like that, just to give it a different, a more complete look, I guess. That so. is awesome. And at what point did you decide, did you decide that it was time to take that step up and actually bring someone onto your team. Well, I was I actually la actually last year at the fashion show, so I you know I love the show. It went well, surprisingly well for my first time. I was shocked myself. I was like, this this really flows smooth. <laughs> like, you know, at the end of the day, it flows smooth and everybody had fun. But um, I didn't really like some of the pieces that went on the runway, like how they were styled. You know, I like the pieces, mm -hmm. but not how they were styled. Like, it was either, like, super plain or, like, why did you put that necklace with that? You know, and so mm -hmm. I was like, and then even with my stuff, because, you know, I was trying to be the businesswoman, the designer, and so I was like, you know what? I think I'm a higher stylist so that when I'm doing, even at photo shoots, like I did a photo shoot and I was so busy, you know, setting up and making sure the models and the photographer didn't sweat. You know, I'm carrying the, the water cooler with the, the juice in it and water and you know I got you know I'm holding everything because I don't want them to do anything I'm like y'all just you know mm -hmm. I'm sweating and so I'm like you know I can't possibly focus on how this picture is going to turn out with me doing this so wow. you know what I'm saying I was like I need I kind of need someone to help me to be the extra eye because I can look at it but I'm not giving it a full look 
you know, I'm not seeing the different, and then I would get the pictures back and different things, and I would be like, oh, yeah, if I pay more attention, I would see that. So, actually, you know, from last year's show and just from kind of critiquing myself is what made me decide that, you know, an extra eye and an extra opinion, you know, is a good thing when it comes to fashion and, you know, branding yourself and all that, so. And since it's just you, um, you know, creating the clothes right now, really, how often do you self-critique and, you know, look back on your actions and different things that you've done and say, okay, well, I need to do this, this, and this better and work at it? Actually, I do it often. Um, I usually take the summer um, because, you know, my summer is like my little break from my children where I can focus on, like, how can I present my brand this fall? Because, you know, I like to... I like to present my brand in the fall because, you know, it's my birthday time. And so, you know, I like to present <laughs> myself then. And so I'm like, well, how can I, you know, make myself better? And right. um, you know, I'll go on my different pages and look how pictures. I'm really big on pictures. I'm like, because you'll take a picture and you look at it and be cool. And then you go back and it just might not be cool no more. <laughs> You're like, yeah. No. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so I look at my pictures and I see how the like pieces lay and you know how they come out, and then I'm like, okay, if I make this again, I'll do this instead of this. And so you know, I do I do critique myself. Um, That's good that you do that. That's super good that you do that because I was gonna ask you if you had ever even had any kind of formal training or someone telling you how a business should be run or if you just inherently had that. Well, I'm actually, I'm a nerd, and I read a lot of books. Like, I am that person. I, I just had cable, like, in the Internet two years ago because my daughter's old enough to now want to be a part of, like, technology. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I read a lot of books. And if I am on the Internet, you know, I, I read a lot of blogs. I listen to some YouTube videos, but I'm really good. I mean, I really like to read. And so I think just reading and researching the business part of fashion first mm -hmm was helpful because then I knew what to focus on as a designer because a lot of people aren't business minded and creative you know wow. it doesn't always work hand mm -hmm. in hand but for me it does fortunately it does for me so right so yeah I can and it does yeah, can. it really does because <laughs> I remember when you were planning your show last year I was really surprised at how focused you were on some of the um different things that needed to happen on the business end of things but that you were still able to focus on creating the clothes and making sure that the event was fun and creative as well so you definitely have that down <laughs> thank you thank you and I start really early I'm I just I start really early because people are like oh it's your fashion shows I never that's early I'm like no it's not it's not it's right around the corner trust me <laughs> it's right it's right there especially when you're planning when you're planning early for, it, you? early for me is like at least a year I give myself the entire year from, well, I say from March to November to plan it. But my first wow. show, I actually took two years to plan it because it was the first one. But this mm -hmm. year, I've only taken a year. I took two years. I wanted to make it under a certain budget. And so I noticed right. that when you start early, you can make stuff cheaper because then you just start figuring out stuff. Like, oh, remember that backdrop I had at the show? I'm like, okay, I know we're on the podcast, but. <laughs> the backdrop yes, I had, all that yes, pipe and drape was so expensive. The runway, girl, how about I'll cut that to not even close to the amount? I mean, not even. What? I mean, like, I cut the price and probably, like, I don't know. 
I think it was like like way way down, way so down, almost to where it's like pennies, like you know, like oh, this is nothing, what? like right, like nothing, you know. It was yeah. I don't want to like be all out here, just like put my business out, but <laughs> no, that's a tip for people because I am a last minute person, but I want everything to be awesome, right? So then I end up spending either a whole heap of money or I end up not being able to have things because the money not there, it's just not there, right? But with you starting early, like that's a huge tip for people. Sometimes we have to force ourselves to start early, yeah. but if you have that naturally. Like that's that's cool because you can always have your show all the way together. Won't nothing be out of, be out of play, right? <laughs> but also, when you're spending a certain amount of dollars, when it gets up into a certain bracket, yeah, you'll start early. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that too. And the last question that I have for you is: Do you ever run into any obstacles, and how do you get past them? Um, yes, I do. I do run into obstacles just, you know, just with balancing, you know, my life. And so like with my girls and having a business and I work full time, you know, I do different things in the community. So I make sure that I take time to like, just enjoy life. So that way, when you do have obstacles or you do, or you are struggling at something, it's not such a drag, you know, it's not like it's your entire world. Like, you know, it, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're at peace. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, if I, I'll go, if I make it through this, cool. If not, I'm still going to be alive. It's not a big deal. You know, so I try to, you know, just, I try to make sure I spend time with my, my daughters. And I like to be outside a lot because I'm, I'm, I'm really big that the sun, like, really just kind of helps rejuvenate you. And so I make sure I take breaks, you know, even if I shouldn't, you know, business-wise, I still will. And so I just, I never compromise like my peace for things. I used to, I used to, but when I realized it didn't make a difference, whether you worry about it or not, then, you know, that's kind of when I just took a chill pill. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, and it's helped you. I remember you gave me a tip like that a while back and that's the perfect way to end this interview because I feel like sometimes we sleep on the fact that sometimes we just need a break. Even if only, if it's only five minutes or a day or if you if you just got to take a week off and get your mind together so that you can be full right. again. Right. And if you so make a I mistake and you mess up, like, so what? Like, it, life goes on. It's not a big deal. Yes. And we don't even we don't even remember that half the time. Sometimes we don't look back and think about how last year we thought that was the end of the world when we did this. Right. But then we got past that. And then it's like I had to sit down the other day and I was like, Do you remember when your computer broke two years ago and you thought that your business was just gonna crumble and now you sitting here with this new laptop and you ain't even thought about that. Right. <laughs> so exactly. it's like we don't even reflect on that kind of stuff. So yeah. I definitely agree with that and I, I just could pick your brain all day because there's so many so many so many questions that I have to ask you and I'll probably end up bringing you back on the show just so that we can really dive into everything that you do and your show and everything like that but um, I just wanted to give them a, a good introduction for you and figure out you know what Kumba creation is about and why you decided to make clothes and why they just really need to check you out So, I thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Definitely. Peace, everyone. I'm Candice May, owner of Kumba Creations, and you've heard my story here first on Success On Demand.